Hello and welcome to an episode of Reality Daily. This is the very belated April 22nd uh, episode of Reality Daily. We're going to be talking about the first two episodes of Too Hot to Handle, the new Netflix original series. Uh, I'm joined by one of my best friends, Tyler. Tyler, how are you? I am uh, too hot to handle right now, Wyatt, with this show. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I hope we don't get a prize deduction. But yeah. I got to ask you, like, just after two episodes, like, what, do you, what is your standpoint on the show as a whole? Uh, my standpoint on the show, I mean, this is one of the classic, like, you know, trashy TV Netflix things that just, like, become really popular. Like, it's fun. It's just a fun yeah. show. It's, it's ridiculous. This definitely reminds me of, like, early 2000s, like, trash reality TV. Like, it's such a simple premise, like, in concept, that I cannot believe it's took in till 2020 for this to actually, like, kind of play out in some capacity. I agree. And it's, um, it's almost softcore porn at this point, too. Like, they yeah. show a lot. Yeah, a lot more than Netflix. Like, I thought this was on Netflix, not, like, Skinamax. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to just jump through the uh, the cast uh, based on their intros, and then we're going to talk about some of the key moments in episode one and episode two. So on episode one, the first person that we see on the screen is Chloe. Chloe's from the UK. Uh, what was your thoughts on Chloe? So I actually know a lot of girls like Chloe. I did an international program one time and dealt with a lot of girls from the Sussex area. And, you know, they're, they're kind of more, like the more glamorized uh, British girls. And they are dreadful. I thought she was so annoyed and so irritated. And I'm completely the opposite. I actually really liked her. I felt that she was uh, probably the closest that we got to, like, a key narrator in these first two episodes. I feel like she kind of was really, like, you know, emphasizing what was going on, even in situations that didn't have anything to do with her. I like her. She, she's probably my front runner for who I like the most on this show. Um, but, yeah, so that was the first person. Then we oh, had... she's dreadful. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> so bad. Then the next person came out, and that was uh, Sharon, I believe is how you, or Sharon. I, I don't know exactly how you pronounce it, but he comes out from New Jersey. What was your uh, What was your first thought, thoughts on him? I thought, what a loser. I am a feminist, and I studied gender studies, and that's how I get women. Yeah, it has nothing to do with being incredibly good-looking. It's <laughs> because he took gender studies in school. He's setting a bad example for all these young guys watching him. They're all like, oh, I'll be like him. If I just take gender studies in school, it's going to ruin lives. I mean, it was clear that he was being sarcastic when he said this, right? Like, like I'm sure he actually did take gender studies, but it was it was very sarcastic in the way that he was talking about how, like, he was a feminist and things like this. Um, like, uh, I feel like that was supposed to be tongue in cheek from the start. No, I, I thought he was being serious. No, I feel like it was I thought it was clearly being sarcastic. I thought he was like, yeah, I'm a feminist. I took all these classes. And this is why I get all these women's because I took women's studies like that. That's well, how I, I perceived he doesn't it. literally believe that. But I thought I thought he was talking in a serious way that like he's like, it helps. Oh, no, I, I thought he was talking about like, that's why he took it is so he can meet women. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um. But yeah, so I, I didn't necessarily think that he was going to be as, as big of a focal point of the season as he as he is. I just thought because he was so short, because I realized when he was standing next to Chloe how tiny he was. So I, actually, I, didn't really I, think, I don't think he's that short. Okay, he may not be, but he came across as short because like he, he doesn't seem much better than Chloe. And she looks really tiny, which is obviously a lot to do with her weight because she's really like a stick, right? Yeah. Um, well, just, so I was surprised. We'll, we'll talk about the other guys, but like we'll, we'll go on. We'll come back to this. Yeah. Uh, and then next came Haley uh, from Florida. Uh, what was your initial thoughts on her? She seems like a girl from Florida. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely had these kind of like ditzy vibes where she was talking about, hey, like I'm a sorority and we do all this. And also you have to get good grades and stuff. And she talked about how like some girl in her sorority or like at her sorority party, like broke her neck. And she like fell over the balcony and like like broke her neck. And then she just kind of like without skipping a beat, just kept on with the story. So she definitely gave me like very airheaded vibes. I will say out of this entire cast, she's definitely my least favorite. I just think that she's just like uh, probably the closest to like bad casting so far through two episodes. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think she knows why she's there. I don't think she's into the uh, procedure project at all. Yeah. Um, So next we had two men come out at the same time. We had David from the UK, and then we also had Harry from Australia. So what were your thoughts on them? So I think David's my favorite guy. And why is that? I I think he's a nice guy. He's intelligent, or comparatively. Um, I think he's always humble, and he just, uh, to me, he he might not be the most entertaining, but he seems just like the best guy there. Um, he's charming, British, seems cool. And uh, Harry, you can tell he's been really fun. I like Harry a lot. Um, he claimed, apparently he's six five, but if you noticed, he's like equal. I, I believe he is, but he's equal height to two other guys in the show. So like, if you have like three guys who are like six four, six five, or taller. Like that's why I'm thinking Sharon might not be that short. <laughs> yeah, he might not be. He may he may be six foot, but the way he came out, it just looked like he just looked so short in comparison. Like when he came out and he was like he was like like really close to Chloe, it seemed, or not that far off. So I was surprised. David, I would say the two episodes is pretty much kind of like a. I'd say for the most part, seems to be a stand up guy. Uh, I, I, the best guy there. Yeah, I don't know if he's there to cause drama, um, but uh, but but it seems to be pretty fun. Harry, I, I once again did not expect him to kind of be in this focal point with Francesca, which we'll talk about later. I did not expect that to be him. Um, he, I he wish we has... saw all of their ages. Yeah, well, they, they show them in the first episode. I, I know Chloe's 20. Uh, I believe Francesca's 26. Everyone else I don't really remember, but I think most people are probably in that 23 to 25 range, um, but I'm not positive. Francesca's 21. Uh, she could be. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but yeah, uh, I do remember. They, I wish it had it the whole time. Yeah, I do know they showed it like in the first episode. Because Harry's clearly the youngest man. He looks the youngest, which is what I was thinking, which is why I didn't think that he would have as big of a focal point through here. Because it did seem like at one point in time that there was like multiple like like ladies looking at him and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then next comes the uh, aforementioned Francesca from Canada. Uh, what was your thoughts on her being a Canadian citizen yourself? And she's out also from my city, Vancouver. Um, Ooh, better. I'm in love. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. She is, I think, clearly the most attractive girl in the house. I think she is the most entertaining in the house, and I think she will bring the most drama. Yeah, I definitely think that she was brought in here to kind of be more of like the seductress, like the queen bee in the sense where like that most of the guys were going to like, uh, you know, um, struggle to get her attention. And then when they were, they were going to even struggle to, you know, keep their uh, like uh, sexual composure and not lose money for the house. Yeah, like, you I know, because, you know, going into the concept of the show, you think there's no way I would hook up with anyone that would lose 100 grand. And then they introduce her and you think, ah, maybe. Yeah, like it's like you know what? It's not that much money anyway. Like you know, yeah. like, like this is this is how many weeks, this is how many hours, etc. Um, but then next we have uh, uh, Matthew uh, from Colorado, aka Jesus, as he's mentioned throughout the show. What are your thoughts on Matthew? I think he's the worst. You know, I'm shocked by this because you know he's he's a deep thinker, just like he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he's big into philosophy. You know, like you he's you know, not. like I I feel like you and him are very similar. I have a lot of similar uh, like um like you, traits. I don't think he's a deep thinker. I mean, 
for the most part, he seems very accusatory. Like, we'll see later on that he's uh, not that deep of a thinker, quite um, even a bit dramatic and self-righteous. Did you like when he said that he wants to uh, spread his seed around the world and just, like, leave women? Like, he just wants to have, like, he's supposed to, like, impregnate women and, like, leave them <laughs> to, like, raise a child by themselves. Uh, yeah, like, has he thought about that one at all? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next time we had two girls coming in. We had the Ireland girl, which was uh, Nicole. I believe her name was. And then we had the girl from Georgia. Uh, not Georgia, the country, Georgia, the state. And Rhonda. So what were your thoughts <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, that would that be random. Yeah. What's your thoughts um, on I think uh, Nicole seems like a very sweet girl with actually a, a decent head on her shoulders. She's just fun. You know, um, I like her accent. She she kind of reminds me of some girls I know, too. I, I like Nicole. I, I mean, there's not much to say about her. <laughs> she seems nice but R- um, Rhonda seems re- she's a very pretty girl she seems re- really committed to like the process it seems and I think she'll be a focal point of the show yeah N- Nicole uh, just because there's not a whole lot of like Irish representation in like American TV I do think from from like an American's perspective watching the show just her accent alone makes her memorable but other than that like other than the fact that she's Irish I don't see a whole lot from her that is memorable in these first two episodes Rhonda's the opposite. You know, Rhonda in the first episode was was getting on with two different uh, men, not getting on like uh, like sex, but they were they were she was hooking up with two different men, um, or it seemed to be that way. And then it seems like her and Sharon, Sharon or Sharon, I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Seems like they're going to be kind of a focal point this last season. And then lastly comes the Greek god himself, Kels from the UK. He's uh, great. What, yeah, like, I, I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's bad news for all the other guys in the house. Yeah. This dude is an absolute machine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting with Kells. So apparently, um, like he's considerably taller than Harry. <laughs> yeah, like he's probably like six eight, right? I think I think Kells is like six seven, um, from what I can tell. Uh, yeah, he's a monster, but he seems to not be interested at all in hooking up, really. No, he's, he was damn. he was really the the main person that was kind of pushing this. Like, you know, we got to keep the money. You know, he's he's the accountant. He said, he's, you know. He's, well, I, I think he's a bit older than them too, maybe. Yeah, I, I think, I think if you if you look like Kellis, I feel like you don't need this show, right? You don't need this show to, you know, like a uh, court women, right? I feel like, so he may be like, listen, like in my everyday life, like I don't have any problem, like on Tinder or like at the bar, but like I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. there's a good chance that he doesn't know how much uh, how much American American hundred thousand dollars converts to pounds. It's not that much, so maybe maybe he was. Well, like, I, I can't see this guy, like you know. In a suit at a job, like working. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't see him like crunch, crunching numbers about like, uh, um, like the numbers of the company and everything. And so, but, but the one thing I would say, like I know being a six foot seven uh, African American in America, huge advantage. I don't know what how that plays over in Britain. Like I don't know what that. I mean, I would think it's the same advantage in terms of like you see a lot of people looking at you as somebody who, who they're interested in romantically. However, I would say depending on what area of the country you're in, it's probably not that much of an advantage to be a six foot seven black man in America, right? There's a lot of racism. There's a lot of uh, you know cops and things like this. You know, a lot of people well, are going to be intimidated like by you. That. Yeah, I I, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's an advantage per se, but I definitely think if you know if we're keeping it to romantic levels, I would say that that it is. Yeah, I, was, um, I was trying to talk about rentals that it means systemically. Like, yeah, yeah. So systemically, it's kind of a, a gray area, but yeah, um, we, we wish yeah. the best for him systemically. Absolutely, like uh, we we at the Providers Podcast Network want uh, racial equality for all, uh, no matter what reality show you come from, and no matter uh, what size you are. 
Exactly. So let me ask you this. So what was your thoughts on the repeated of like Jesus memes uh, about Matthew? And they, they kept referring to him as Jesus, which to be fair, I, I don't even think he looks that much like Jesus. To be honest. I know. I think he just has kind of long hair. Like, I, um, well, like, I don't know if they're mocking him or they're like being serious. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. He reminds me more of Aquaman than Jesus. Yeah, if Aquaman was a giant pussy, maybe. Well, like Aquaman, like in the theaters, was a Jason Momoa, and I feel like yeah, they look pretty similar. They kind of do. I to to me though, Matthew sticks out the most as like kind of the oddball. Like yeah. a lot of these people are from like I think um, more like probably major cities and things like this. He's he's from Colorado, maybe he's from Denver, but like it's very different from like Georgia, Florida. Um, and like I, Sussex and London and Vancouver, I think they're very different places. And I think um, like Colorado, he just has a whole different vibe going on. Yeah, I don't even know if he's used to being on the beach based on his attire in the first episode. Like he had like sweatpants on, like, like yeah. and like on like the beach. So that's the thing um, with that, with the way he dresses, there's no way that helps. Like he's a uh, hindering himself, as Jesus would. Yeah, like they even talked about in the first episode. They're talking about like, uh, like which guy, like the girls were talking about, like which guy said six pack. And they couldn't even see it because he had a, a like a like three layers on. No, where did he think he was going? Yeah. So then we see, uh, we saw in the first episode, we saw a little bit between Rhonda and David, where David goes out and tries to hit on Rhonda, and then Rhonda uh, lets him take suntan lotion and like basically like uh, aggressively uh, like grope her 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 butt just oh, like. Wow. Uh, it, it was very like at this point I'm like what channel is this on again like and then and then without hesitation like within a minute then Sharon comes and has like what I would consider to be the ugliest makeout I've ever seen on TV oh, like it was yeah. so uh it was like the way that her her like neck was angled I was worried about her like I thought she was gonna get a crick on her neck uh like uh Sharon looked like he was like gonna eat her like nose off like it was it was very odd well I think like um the, this is an advantage for Sharon to kiss like that because he's not very tall and they talk about this. And from my understanding, uh, in my very limited experience, girls say they like to, like, you know, kind of go on their tiptoes and look up to kiss. They like the height. So him sitting like that gives her the um, illusion that that's what's happening. Yeah. When in reality, they're probably like nose to nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just bending down a bit. So one one of the themes of the first episode is they have like a clock uh, that the, the players can't see, but we can see. And it says the countdown until when when uh, when this is going to all be exposed of what this show is. And the entire time I'm thinking, OK, Harry, OK, Harry, the time's ticking. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I'm thinking, like I'm cheering for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm like, listen, man, you only got so much time here. Like you're really this is going to be an expensive uh, decision if you don't if you don't uh, you know figure out what you want and in the next couple of hours. We may not blame you if you choose to <laughs> spend the money either. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's, to me, it's more of like it's not as much like are you willing to give the money? It's like do you want to confront eight other angry individuals that you just lost them money? Because keep in mind, it's Look, like I if, I would confront an angry nation. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah and guess guess who the angry nation is kels like that's a that's a massive dude like that that is a scary thought to be like hey kels by the way i know you're six seven and like like a goliath in stature but i just lost you a thousand dollars like that i don't know i feel like that's tough like i just took a thousand dollars out of your own pocket kels like i don't know man i feel like this may turn into prison rules if that's the case because yeah, like you know you imagine there's security nearby but I mean, they're obviously not in the house, but they're much too close by. But I think in the, the limited time before they get there, he can do a lot of damage. Exactly. So you gotta be, you gotta be very careful. And how much can the security help you? 
Yeah, exactly. Like the security may be shared in fast. Yeah, we, I know some security guards, and they're not girls. Yeah. So, um, so they played a little blindfold game that was uh, inherently very sexual, kind of like, uh, kind of it's like their swan song without even knowing it. And then, and then Lana comes on, which is just like a bootleg, uh, you know, Echo Dot, uh, you know, Google Home, a Siri, whatever you want to call it, and reveals that this game is about forming long-lasting relationships. Yes, this is very troubling. I don't mind this twist. Obviously, this is a great premise for a show. I think it's very interesting. However, I don't need the grandstanding <laughs> for my Netflix show. It's like, uh, it's just say we don't want to give you the money, so we want to see if you can, like, you know, put put your uh, put your um, you know, ambitions aside in the yeah. sake of money. I, I don't need you to give me this, like, uh, like what are you, my uh, my ninth grade sex ed teacher? Like, you don't have to. Like, let's be honest. You think Harry from Queensland, Australia, is going to be like, all right, y'all, me and Nicole are getting married now. I know we live thousands upon thousands of miles away, but... Wouldn't that be a good twist that, like, you, you could you could actually, like, hook up, but you have to, like, without losing money, but you have to, like, uh, be married? <laughs> like, you have to, like, you have to, like, uh, you can consummate the marriage, but you have to... Uh, <laughs> have all to married to each other once you got it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well, 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 I don't because yeah, if you notice, they're all like geographically very far apart. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's the thing that that comes into my mind first when I think about the prize, right? Because we talked about this a little bit off off podcast, but like hundred thousand dollars when you divide it by ten is not much, right? Um, it's ten thousand dollars. I don't know what the tax situation would be for these countries that aren't America, but for America, based on game show law taxes or like that, you're talking about $6,200 roughly, right? Uh, that's not a lot of money, and that's without any deductions. Obviously, there's going to be deductions. So if you're Harry, right, and you have to fly, like, let's just say that you're like, okay, like, I, you know, I have feelings for Francesca, but I'm going to, you know, put this off. I'm going to, like, you know, uh, you know, try to save money for the house, and, like, after the show's over, you know, I'll fly over there, and we'll see if anything happens. That's, a, that's an expensive flight to go from to, to, to Vancouver from wherever he is in Australia. That's expensive. I guess probably in the fourth figures. That, right? That's usually you're running around a grand or two. Yeah, so like I, that's that's gonna be like half your pot anyway. So it's like, then, uh, Lana's just lucky they um, didn't know that COVID would be coming because could you imagine if it said and also next year you'll be locked in your house for months. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's like, do you want to like go on Zoom or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till the end of the show. We'll all get Zoom. Yeah. So, so I looked up the price of tickets right now from Sydney, Australia. I don't know where we're here. Yeah, but from, you, but you can't look at these prices right now. It's from COVID. Well, what I'm trying to say is, it was at the lowest price I can find right now. And remember, this is in the middle of the week. Uh, and this in is a pandemic. Yeah, in a pandemic, seven hundred sixty dollars. <laughs> And keep in mind, this is American money. Uh, that money in so Australia. It's grand Canadian. Yeah. So, and, and then for Australia, I think Australia is, uh, I want to say, like 70% of what the American dollar is. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's sure. like Canada. So it's like a grand. Yeah. So that's like, I don't know. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> no. And also a long flight, a too. Flight. That's also a long flight, too. It's like an 18-hour <laughs> flight. <laughs> it's a very long flight, too. Yeah, so like I think this is the perfect this is the perfect combination of people. I don't know if this twist works if you put this on MTV. If you put this on MTV where you have like you know four people from the from from like northeast and you have four people from the south and then you have like a couple people from the west coast. I don't know if this works, right? Because it's like it's like okay, like this amount of money is like we can get multiple plane tickets with this. But when you're talking about um, 
but like if you said hey this is a million dollars then everybody would probably keep it in their pants or at least you would think so and then if, if these people were like geographically closer then they would be more likely to not do anything because you know they can just do it later right for cheap price but you got people that were sporadic across the, the globe and there's not a lot of money so there's not a lot of money anyway and they got to pay a lot if they wanted to go see each other after the show i think this is like the perfect situation for this no, type of show my understanding too i think with casting these people seem to be doing okay financially for the most part, from what I can tell at least. I would not be shocked if all five of the women were like literal professional Instagram models, and I wouldn't be shocked if there was a couple of guys on there that also were in that same category. Yeah, or yeah, they just got they have money. I don't think they're sales managers or anything like that, or like working in IT, but I'm sure that they're making money through like influencer big stuff. Because especially like Francesca said, she had 300k followers. I, I, you know, I'm not that. I don't necessarily know what the minimum amount of followers is to have like, you know, a good like influencer paycheck coming in. But I gotta feel that's pretty close. And she's over a million now. Yeah. Okay. Which, I, which is not shocking based on the show. Apparently yeah, they, they filmed. Apparently. You, sorry. Apparently they filmed this show in 2018. So. Um, yeah, Quite a like long time. Slow getting these shows out. Yeah, they, you know, we talked about this um, uh, before on the uh, the Circle podcast from Reality Daily. Me and JB did, but like Netflix is really starting to turn this on, right? They had the Circle, which was a you know a, a big hit in America. They did Brazil and France. They did uh, they did Love Is Blind, which is actually very popular. I know you was a big fan of that show, um, and now they're coming in with this. Um, so like I do think they're trying to like slowly but surely kind of work their way into the non scripted reality segment of the of it's the fan base. So cheaper for them too. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, a lot of these shows cost like so much money. Like when you think about shows like uh, like all the sci-fi shows they do, like Black Mirror and stuff, like you know that's expensive. Well, it is. when I when I'm if I was on the show, which I would never get chosen, but <laughs> if I was on the show, I'd be thinking like it's only it's only ten grand, and I know how big these Netflix shows tend to be. I I would be doing my damnedest to make myself a reality TV star because I think I'd make way more money from that. Yeah, so that's for sure. People like, you know, screwing over the house. You're going to make way more money. Yeah, I think that's very similar to like kind of the early days of Big Brother and Survivor. Right? Do you think a lot of people weren't as interested in winning because they knew the opportunities? You know, Elizabeth on The View, and he had Kobe had his uh, Kobe, excuse me, had his own like show on History Channel, like shows like that. I feel like they probably made more money in the long run uh, than they would have on Survivor if they had won. And I feel like this is kind of the same way in Netflix. Like this is such kind of a new media that's being pushed to reality TV. That like on, almost being like interesting. Uh, is better than actually being quote unquote good at whatever you're playing. Generation Z eats this crap up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Generation Y it does too, to be fair. <laughs> Generation Y, yeah, we do. Yeah. So uh, let, let me let me let's go to episode two. So you know, Harry Francesca early in episode two, they make out. They cost three thousand dollars from the team pot. What are your thoughts on three thousand bucks being the the number for uh, like that make out? You think it's too high? You know, to I think it's a good number because I think it's enough for they're like kind of like annoyed. Like, you know, um, uh, Kel says, that's a trip to Dubai. Yeah. Right? Um, Which is not when you divide it by 10, by the way. <laughs> I know. I'm not uh, even sure yeah, if it but is. Again, this is kind of, this is, supports my theory that they're all quasi-wealthy. Because, you know, if, you, if you're first thought, that's a trip to Dubai, like you've done it before, you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no one's saying, oh, that's grandma's medication. Like, no one's saying. Yeah, it's another thing, man. If you did this, if you did this for people who actually need the money, that's like that's like <laughs> it would it'd be like that's like a week of groceries is what most they people. They should have put say. one person on who really needed the money. Somebody that's really broke and also really ugly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, what are you doing? And like no one's talking about them. They're all just looking at each other. 
Yeah, well, when we're talking about casting people that are ugly and broke, I feel like our chances are <laughs> a lot more likely for seeing. I know, they take our, but they I, take I, I think I would be like any guy who hooked up with Francesca and I was like, dude, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But um, um, yeah, three grand. It seems like a fair price because you want them to like notice it, but you want them to also continue to do it. Yeah, I really thought the number was going to be 5K, and I was really worried it was going to be 10K. Because I was like, man, if it's 10K, I feel like that probably shuts down a lot of this in between. <laughs> well, I feel like now I do think you'll see a lot more kind of like this and that and this and that. Um, was just kind of like slowly but surely tipping at the price pool. It's not these big chunks. But then we had, in the middle of the episode, about 12 or 13 minutes in, they played a trailer for the rest of the season. They said, like, coming up this season, or, like, if you thought that was crazy, and they talk about things like grenades, which seems to be, like, more people coming in. There's, like, some exercises they're doing with they're, like, painting on people's body and stuff. It's like, why are you trying to sell me on the show when I'm literally watching halfway through episode two? Like, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm already committed. If you were going to do the trailer, why did you do it at the beginning of episode one, at the end of episode one? Why in the world would you do this on episode two? I'm already in, okay? <laughs> Just show me the now show. you're in for sure. So. Yeah. I don't know how many people were like, you know what? I was about to turn that off, even and, though I was 75 like, minutes. And what do you think of these weird cutaway things of, like, the guys doing push-ups on top of each other and slaps down sad? Yeah. Like, actually, this actually is almost uh, 100% similar to Are You The One? Which, if I had to compare a show to um, to Two Out The Handle, it is Are You The One. Are You The One was a show which basically the general premise was 20 people or so, sometimes 22. Uh, they, they took these, like, personality tests, and they were determined that, there were 10 to 11 perfect matches in the house, quote unquote. So you had to figure out who your perfect match is, but also the other people. So it turned into like really a giant logic puzzle. And then if you, if you, if the house figure out who everybody's perfect match was, then they split a million dollars. And along the way, they could like lose money if they like got things wrong and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I, so, I, something we haven't talked about yet. There was also an episode one, and it continues episode two though. What's with this narrator? Like, uh, just saying things, about, like making comments about people and things like that when they say things. Is that the girl from Watch Mojo? Like this? I'm not sure if it's the girl from Watch Mojo. It sounds very similar to the girl that was the host of the Circle US to me. Um, but I'm not sure about this. But, you know, like the, these shows that are similar in capacity to this, uh, like, um, you know, I mentioned uh, Ari the One. Ari the One would be the exception to this, but shows like um, Love Island, uh, X on a Beach um paradise hotel these shows have narrators where a lot of the interest is just the narrator making fun of the contestants and i feel like that's kind of what i think makes those shows a little bit more endearing to people who are not all about the trash i think i do think they like kind of like you know laughing at people as opposed to with them and i feel like this just kind of has that kind of capacity too where it's like hey like we're gonna poke fun at these like where does it take dumb... itself too seriously yeah i don't think it takes itself too seriously at all i mean i think the, the premise is like like just listening to like hey you know relationships are like important uh sure that's kind of serious but i don't think the narrator's taking it seriously i think it's more like like the premise of the show is serious but the narrator is treating it kind of like as silly as it is um which the narrator brings up during the chloe and david date um they go on a date and you know they're like uh like um doing like the lady and the tramp with like a chocolate strawberry but somehow that doesn't count for money and then uh david's like uh like sucking on chloe's finger with chocolate sauce on it like like these things aren't deductions and then the narrator you know talks about how like it's kind of weird that they kind of like loophole the rules like that but that's technically not an offense so i think they're trying to like also uh, like explain to the audience why these things are not infractions yeah my thing is they're not just the date but um this is not really cared why do they play with fire so much like if they care about the money why are they putting themselves in this situation 
Like, I would be, if I really care about money, I would be avoiding everyone, especially Francesca, like the plague. I got to feel that there is a, a hard and fast set of rules that says you cannot do this, you cannot do this, and you cannot do this. And I feel like everything else, uh, you know, other than that is fair game. That was my guess, because I, I have a hard time thinking that, especially like, uh, it seemed like Chloe was kind of like uh, um, visibly like irritated uh, with the with the pot deduction. So you would think um, that she would be more cognizant of it if she thought that that was you know, something that was going to take away money. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then lastly, and this kind of ends episode two on kind of like, I don't want to say a cliffhanger, but, uh, they kind of ended on Haley and Francesca, uh, trying to, uh, lose the group money, uh, by kissing each other. Um, first question, uh, why is, why are they trying to get back at the house? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Well, because I think that. the house kind of took, um, Harry's side and made Francesca feel ousted, which, um. You know, I, that, and that's why I like this concept, too, because I know if I was in this position and like it was only that much money, um, once they gave me a reason to hate them or dislike them, I don't give a crap what they're thinking for. And I would be doing things to make them lose money, too. But what's crazy about that is, like, I agree with you that that, that does make sense. But it showed in that episode during the, the Chloe and David day that, like, Francesca and Haley are, like, having a good conversation with Kels. So it's like... They seem to have some type of friend friendship there, and Harry was the one who looked like he was basically on his own at that point in time. So it was very odd. Uh, I I definitely have no doubt in my mind that Haley absolutely was like uh, en- enjoying herself probably a little bit too much. Can you blame her? Uh, in that, yeah, I, I don't. But like, we we got these kind of like uh like um like one of the uh, funny quips from the narrator was that uh, like Haley wants to like lose three thousand dollars all over uh, Francesca's face right now, and yeah. I, I guess that was kind of like a calling card for what was going to happen later but i do like the idea of this where like they're not going to call them out they're not going to say Haley and francesca you did this at least i don't think because in the first episode they didn't call harry and francesca out they just said this happened and then they said who did it and they, they kind of fessed up to it but i gotta assume that francesca's probably not going to fess up to this um at least really in the first episode and i feel like oh the third episode excuse me so i do think this is going to have a lot more tension in the house because i would think that people would go towards do you, Chloe do you like harry move and blaming it on francesca um, what'd you say? Did you like Harry's move on blaming on Francesca? I, I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb because the money's already gone. So you don't want to lose the money and like, you know, you're, you're like a potential love interest. Like that seems like a, a pretty silly thing to do. Exactly. These people are not playing the proper game. The, the game is to win Francesca's heart, not yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that could be a spinoff too. Like, I feel like this show has the potential to have spinoffs on top of it as well. Yeah, like if uh, if we knew um, Francesca's the Bachelorette, are you applying? Yeah, of course. I here, here's my premise for the Francesca show, right? Like coming off too hot to handle, right? Where you lose money for intimacy. What about if you get men that are wealthy and they have to pay Francesca for intimacy throughout the season? Don't you think that's a good episode? I I, I do like that. I, I think it'd be better though, like um, to just add on the concept of it. Not just Francesca can be on the cast because I think. Sure, um, presence is always welcome on my television screen. But um, if you had, like, five very attractive women and five, like, not wealthy, but kind of, like, loser guys. and But the, the guys who are, like, very desperate, the guys start off with 100K each. And the girls start with zero. But whenever they hook up with a guy, the money goes to the girls' bank account. Yeah, so yeah. is them seducing the men. 
Yeah, I think that would be good. The problem with that, though, is I do think that people would just assume that the women were like evil from the start. So I think it'd be even better if like uh, if like uh, it was it was almost like Joe Schmoish, where like the girls have a fake bank account that they lose money. But in reality, they're just gaining. (laughs) (laughs) Because that way the guys wouldn't be like, okay, well, she's gaining it they're like oh no we're both losing so this is real when in reality it's like no jokes on or, you or even, she, like she wants Joshua, lips. Like, even to add on the joshua idea you, you just have one kind of like you know average looking guy in this game and everyone's uh losing losing money but like you know they each individually have a prize and set so like joe's like holding on to his he's holding it hard but then through the whole thing they try to make like this very elaborate love story between like him and francesca and she talks about how she wants to move in with them they completely <laughs> fall in love with her then at the end she says you have to have sex with me right now show me don't care about money and let's see if he does it or not yeah I would, I would certainly be uh uh very not safe for work but i feel like that that would actually be an interesting idea for a tv show and, and it'd be so dark because if he does it it's like he just like you know played yeah. <laughs> so hard that's a that's a tough look but you know what uh netflix uh these ideas are not free uh so if you're interested in them you must contact yeah. us and we will take payment by just putting us in the cast of francesca <laughs> yeah that's right that's right we don't need cash we just need uh, yeah, you, can, you can take some of our money actually yeah <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought this was a great uh, a great time talking to you. I, I'm interested in, in the show because the first two episodes I felt like were so good and they had so much content in them that we could discuss. So uh, thank you for being here, Tyler. And for everyone else uh, that's listening to this, we're going to have episode three and four sometime soon. Hopefully Tyler will be back for that. Uh, we're going to try to do that for Thursday or Friday. Not exactly sure yet, um, but we're trying to get it out there. We're also going to try to talk to Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. We'll see if Tyler wants to come back for that one too. Uh, until then, we hope that you all enjoyed the show and we hopefully that you will tune in again. See ya.